Now introducing Sincerely Yours. I'm your host, Cece Denno. very first episode of Sincerely Yours. Now this is definitely a work in progress, but something I've been wanting to put together for a while. I am actually a huge, huge fan of podcasts, and if you definitely know me, this is something that is very well known about me. I discovered podcasts about a year ago and have completely transformed my life. And so obviously I want to provide something or produce something that in a way, has given me such a benefit in my life to give other people a benefit in their life. So the idea is that the show will be put together and be for the audience. And so I just want to have regular people, just normal people, going through just telling like what they're having problems with, what they want to change, how they need assistance, and hopefully I can provide any sort of direction or maybe some good advice or anything, basically any sort of reflection at all whatsoever. So I obviously have gone through many things and I graduated college probably like around six years ago. And so during the first three years, I worked not in ideal work situations, but I decided to put my foot down and make a change. And so I actually ended up saving and I completely changed my life and moved to the south of France. Now, that might sound somewhat impressive, but at the time I was just so done with everything that was going on in my apartment, in my love life, in my work life. And I was just saying, you know, I just give up. I just give up. I just need to go to a different setting, a different location. And... I was very fortunate that I made it happen. And so coming back, I was there for about eight months. And so coming back, I decided absolutely everything was different. So I had to find like a new job and I was fortunate to move back into my old apartment, but new roommates and new living situation and with everything being different, it definitely puts in a reflection of things and noticing how things are different. And in a way, you can notice a lot more being on the other end of things. And so I definitely understand, like, I'm a very caring person. One of my biggest problems is that I have too big of a heart. But I just can see the potential that people have and the things that they struggle with. And being on the other side of things, I just know it can definitely be better. And with slight multiple changes, like, things will definitely improve. And so that is essentially like what I'm trying to put together for Sincerely Yours. I have a friend of mine who I was very fortunate. We met at one of my old jobs, but she moved to Paris about almost like a year before I did. And so she lived there for like four years, my friend Cedra, and was so excited. She actually helped me get into my program that I applied for to work for the French government. And she ended up moving back last year, and so obviously we were so so close we spent so much time together and she made it happen where she was able to move back and so i have her interviewed and so then i'll just touch back with you guys later hello sadra 
Hi, Cece. How are you? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for podcasting with me. You're very welcome. So I just wanted to get a feel of what you've done before and what you're doing now and what you're planning on doing. So if you could just go through like a timeline, just like a little background. Okay, so I'm Cedra and I'm moving to France. For the Yay! second time. <laughs> Thanks. The first time around for France, I don't think I was really prepared. I just kind of decided, I'm going to move to France. And I started to just save as much money as I could live without. And that meant like cutting things that weren't like a necessity, like extra cable and getting rid of my car and stopped eating out, stopped like socializing, you know, every night. Of- yeah, yeah, so back. Yeah. it was just major like pare down mode that first time around just every single extra cent that I had was towards moving to France and I packed my bags and of August 31st of 2011 I took off and I left and I decided at that moment in time that I wasn't going to come back to America and then four years later four years later on August of 2014 I moved back to America and here it is about to be August of 2015 and I'm moving back again And this time I'm much more prepared. (laughs) I think the differences between the first time and the last time was just knowing. First time you don't know. You go in completely. You do, yeah. You go in completely naked. Yeah. Like you have no idea what it is. You're like a newborn. Especially for me. Yeah, you can't even be prepared. Like you have no sense of what prepared is. No, and especially for me. So many people got the experience to live away from home throughout their young adulthood. And I never lived away from home. I didn't go live on campus, on college. I didn't do study abroad. I was raised with, like, the most gentle raising that anybody could have. Like, my parents were always around. There was nothing that I ever needed that I couldn't have that one of my parents couldn't provide for me. So I never had to do anything for myself. It was kind of like, can I have a ride? Sure. Can I have the car? Sure. Can I have this? Like, no is not part of the seizure vernacular when it comes to things that I want and need. So moving to France, you had to reacclimate yourself with... Being told no and how to deal with that as an adult, which is surprisingly difficult. Like you've always been said yes, 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 yes. It's incredibly mind opening when somebody's like, "No, you can't have it." And the answer as a child is, "Well, why not?" But as an adult, it's kind of like, "What do you mean? Wait, I can't have it." (laughs) Right? Exactly. So. Back then, what was the initial driving force to get you to France? So I went to France on holiday for ten days to visit family. My aunt lives in France, and. I visited her, and Paris is just, it's captivating. There's nothing else in the world like it. And it's just, to me, the most captivating space in the entire world. And granted, I haven't seen the entire world, but every corner of Paris is something now. And just 10 days changed my life. If I never went on that trip, if I never did it, and it wasn't a trip that I planned to go on because I was supposed to go in April for a week. And because the volcano erupted, I ended up going for two weeks in July and Icelandic volcano. Yeah, the yeah, Icelandic yeah. volcano erupted and my flight got canceled and I was devastated. Like, I couldn't even speak to anybody. And I wasn't supposed to go. But I went in July and it must have been serendipitous because ever since that July, my goal in life has been to get back to Paris. Like, everything I've done since that moment in time has propelled me to go to Paris. So you had 13 months to prepare? Yeah. Okay. I had 13 months to prepare, but I did it in eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, so when you made that decision in eight months, right. I'm going to be right. moving to Paris full right. time. Right. I had made up my mind when I came back from that trip in 2010 that I was going to move the next year to Paris. But it wasn't until that January I turned every single burner 
And I was just like, how do we do this? Like, literally, how do we do this? And my mother's French, so the process for me is a lot easier than a lot of other people. So, I mean, I'm at an advantage in the sense that having dual citizenship makes moving the restriction much easier. An American who's born in America to no foreign parents cannot go and live in France because they want to. They have to figure out how to do that. I mean, luckily, the French government is pretty easy, I think, when it comes to Americans. Because, you know, I've had friends, obviously, that don't have any other right except they moved to France because they wanted to go to school and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's tedious, but if you do all the work, you can do it. And, and it's possible. It's possible. Like, it's completely possible. Yeah, nothing yeah. is nothing is impossible anyway. I don't believe in the impossibility of things. Obviously, we can't fly by ourselves, but apart we from... can fly with some help. Exactly. Apart from physical restraints, just about anything you set your mind to, you can do. So that first time, how much did you save? I saved $12,000. $12,000. $12,000, which that, I blew through. <laughs> you didn't blow through? Oh, no, it left. It took me four years, four to, years. Blow, to blow through it. But, I mean, eventually, money goes quick. It does. I mean, mm-hmm. unexpected expenses come up. And you got mugged that one time. I got mugged. I had a really bad roommate who robbed so, me, so who, like, completely, like, had me paying, like, 90% of the rent. And I just thought that that was normal. I didn't know. Again, I've never lived with anybody outside of my family. And I moved from living with my family to living with my aunt to living with someone new. And no other person in the whole entire world has ever made me pay rent. Like, what is rent? What does it do? Where do I get it from? How does one pay it? You know, I know where rent is. I know how to pay it, but I've never had to do it before. So I was completely side blinded by this person who just... Who took advantage. Who took advantage. And I don't consider myself a naive person. I'm fairly clever. I'm super street smart. I know how to handle myself, but... When somebody wants your money, they know how to handle you better. But then I met this really nice English family who had a room to rent in the 17th. And then the rest was history. And I spent my last three and a half years in that room. And it was probably the best time of my life. The one I can't stay Yeah. 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 That was the best time. Like the shoebox. It was. No, it really was. It was. was Yeah. I mean, I haven't even seen a room as small of it as it. Like a whole apartment was a shoe closet. But it was perfect for me i was a single person in paris i didn't need much space like all of my clothes fit in there that's true so all, all the shoes all my shoes all my clothes and all my nail polish yeah. fit <laughs> so it was, yeah that was fine for me it had a little kitchenette area i had a burner i had a sink i had a shower i had my wi-fi i was yeah wi-fi i was all set like that was the best time and it was 116 steers one way yes i had guns of steel <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, carrying the suitcases up and down those stairs was always a bicep forming, (laughs) but it was the best time of my life. I would never, never, ever, ever, ever change that. Even with like having to leave to go to the toilet and things like that, I wouldn't change that either because it is character developing. You don't know you can do something until you push yourself. And even everything that I've done, even though it may sound difficult or seem like impossible to someone who's lived as cushioned of a life as I've lived, people live much worse. People have much less and they don't complain. So I never complained about it. I just took it all in stride and said, this is a building block until the next step. And when we get to the next step, we'll build from there. And that's how I've handled everything, even moving back, which felt like breaking down. But now I see that I had to come back so that I could go again. Now, what was the decision to come back Well, the decision to come back was, like, it was everything. Like, getting mugged, feeling lonely. It was the middle of the summer. 
July in Paris is really lonely if you're not in a relationship or you don't have a family. If you're a single person, everybody's away. Everyone's on holiday. Everyone's on holiday. All my friends were away. And it was like, I just don't want to do this right now all by myself again. I think that I was not in a good headspace. And I just think, like, talking with my parents, the decision was, why don't I come back for a while? I didn't expect to go back in a year. I thought it was going to take me at least two years to go back. I mean, we were pushing. We were, yeah. like, thinking, like, six months. Yeah, I, I wanted was, to get you out of here in by, four months. Yeah, Cece was prepared to have me leave by January. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that I would be fiscally ready to leave. I was like, there's things that I want to buy. <laughs> like, I know. And Cedra has a magic power where she will put stuff out in the universe and they will arrive. Yes. They will show up. They will find a way. possession. Yep. And it is the most amazing. I have a mantra that I say to myself every day and it is... Today is the day that you are going to triumph. And I look at myself in the mirror and I know it sounds completely like nauseating, but I look at myself and I say, today is the day you're going to triumph. Nothing else is going to stand in your way. Every building block is going to fall away. Today is the day you're going to triumph. And I repeat it to myself like a psychopath 17 times. And then I walk out the door and I walk out the door with my head held high, knowing that no matter what happens, I have already conquered today. It is already in the stars that today is mine. And I just live my life like that. Like, Bad days, good days, it doesn't matter. Every day that you wake up is a triumph. You've already conquered. You've conquered death. So what else could there be that could defeat you? Nothing better. So that's just how I live my life. Like, yeah. And I put good thoughts out into the universe about things that I want, things that I desire. And the universe follows through. And yeah. I believe that the universe will follow through. if you give What you give out is what you get in. So I try to stay positive. Just try to say, like, I want that bag. I'm going to have that bag by Christmas. And by Christmas, I usually have it. <laughs> Your computer? My computer, my Marc Jacobs. Your phone? My phone. I said I wanted all these things before Christmas, and before Christmas, I had all of them. And when I was visiting in April, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's make this happen. Yeah. And then, sure enough, it definitely did happen. Yeah. Again, I just think if you put good thoughts out into the universe, the universe will reward you. It's not even a reward. It's just you it's like getting... acknowledgement. Yeah, you getting the energy that you put out there. And it's like with everything. It's like with exercise. It's like with eating right and dieting and exercising. Like, yeah. if you put the effort in, your body rewards you with the results. It's the same thing. It's the same thought process when it says to put things into the universe. And I know, like, my brothers and my parents probably think that I'm a psychopath, but... It doesn't really matter to it me. It doesn't matter what they think. No. It doesn't really matter to me what anybody else thinks of me because that's, that's none true. of my business. Yeah. Like, what you think of me is not my business. What I think of me is what matters. So. And now we are 12 days out. Yes, 12 more days. And you are ready to go back. I am not ready to go back. I haven't oh. packed a thing. Okay, besides like packing and like everything else. But So you've been saving mm-hmm. every month since you've been back. Yeah, I've saved about $1,200 a month since February. I don't and know. Too. Yeah. So I have about $5,600 saved. It's not where I want to be, but it's where I am right now. And I'm going back and I'm going into a job and it's not the same living situation. I won't have unexpected flare ups like people stealing my money. And <laughs> hopefully, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've already discussed me not paying rent again <laughs> with my very accommodating boyfriend. Um, He's just like, yeah, you'll just pay the taxes. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no that works for me too. Yeah, yeah, he's like, taxes are like 500 euros. I'm like, oh, oh okay. I can afford that. Yeah, that's like that. <laughs> as long as I don't have to give him rent money. You've also paid for classes to yeah. go back and you've paid for the flight. So, I mean, those are all expenses that you've paid out. Yeah, I mean, I've spent 
over like almost three thousand dollars just getting there again mm-hmm. and that's a lot of money that's a lot of money that's a lot of money it's a lot of i mean i go to work every single day it's not nobody's giving it to me you yeah. know I go to work, I get up every morning at 5.30 to work. work. I yeah. earn it. Like, I have a hard job where I have to listen to people too long. Let's talk about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but if you think about it, you had $12,000 the last time that mm-hmm. lasted you for four years. So yeah. you're going into this, you have $5,600. Yeah. So, I mean, that's guaranteed at least two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's money that I had to spend on, like, rent and I mean, first month, yeah. last month, yeah. on things that I did not, like, I mean, when I first got to Paris... I bought a phone and then like two months later, somebody robbed, like pickpocketed my phone. So, I mean, that's like hundreds of dollars, you know what I mean? And that you have to spend that all over again. Yeah. And money just adds up. It just adds up, you know, like the stuff that you don't think that you're going to need the money for. Well, because we're human and we eat and that costs money and you want a bottle of wine and you want this and that. Yeah. You know, it just, it just adds up. And I mean, I lost so much money like you lose a lot of money in conversion that's true but yeah the dollar is better the now. dollar is 91 cents to, <laughs> to the euro. euro thank you greece hello, hello. Angela Merkel. <laughs> what a bailout <laughs> well yeah uh, i mean i always want the dollar strong because i'm an american citizen and I think. So it's remember just, the one time you said to me, while you're here in America, you would like to support America, but when you're in Europe, you want to support Well, Europe I agree with that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I believe in supporting whatever economy you're in yeah. and give Caesar what belongs to Caesar, right? So, yeah. like, if while in America, I buy American, while I'm in Europe, I'll buy European. Even though 95% of my stuff comes from H&M. Go Sweden! <laughs> what up? Hey, hey. Well, I will be missing you very oh, much. it's... it's very difficult to leave like apart from all the financial stuff apart from getting all the paperwork done to move just you know having the authority to live abroad apart from there's the emotional connections that you make with people like yourself and like other people that you meet and you're just like i want us to be friends forever but like i said to you earlier nothing shows you your value more than moving away more than the distance more than the distance nothing 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 like you realize who your friends are again it's character building yeah and so you know where you stand in people's lives because some people are going to make the effort to talk to you once a week, every week. Some people are not. And it's going to be like, you know, and it's not a reflection on you. It's not saying that you're a good person or a bad person. It's just saying, like, this is where they are in their life and this is what they could have given to you at that point And they no longer can. And I think it's just important as in your human development to be okay with that as well. Yeah. And I agree. Yep. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No. I won't sing the Marseillaise for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you podcasting with me. Oh, not a problem. Anytime. I'll do this from across the water. (laughs) All right. So there we have it. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of Sincerely Yours. I know that hearing from myself and hearing from Sidra, just so inspirational that if you're looking for a change, there is hope out there and there are so many tools and resources that are so essential into getting from one place to another. So if you're interested in being on the podcast, feel free to get in touch with me. I don't have an email set up yet, but go ahead and find me on Facebook So my first name is Cece, it's C-E-C-E, and then my last name is Deno, D-E-N-N-O. 
But then of course, like if I ever get like a Twitter or an actual email address, I'll see how this goes. But yeah, I'll leave updates and I hope you enjoyed. Mm -hmm.